Welcome, friends. Last guy here, and it's time for basically a podcast with Kylax. Hello. Yep, and it's been a while. Yes. Thanks uh, for having me back. I... Mm-hmm. Uh, you have interesting insights, of course. Oh, we're recording on Veterans Day, so thank you for your service, Kylax. And you're welcome. My <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Be working tonight just to show you how much I appreciate you all. <laughs> Thanks to you, jackasses like me can talk about whatever we want. Like, so thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. But, um, that was an awkward situation when somebody comes mm -hmm. up to you and says, thank you for your service. So <laughs> I just decided years ago that I'm just going to say you're welcome. I'm just going to borrow <laughs> Moana. Go to the there Moana line and it's like. Uh, you have like, kids, what you right? Really Wait, what? I do. I have, one, I have one daughter. She just turned. Eight? Yeah. So, Eight. how many times have you had to hear Moana? Uh, from her, it wasn't... She was... She's too old for Moana. Okay. <clears throat> her was frozen. It was frozen. <laughs> oh. My, my granddaughter, though. Yes, I'm a grandpa. Hmm. I'm the world's greatest grandpa. <laughs> uh, my, my granddaughter, however, Moana, all the time. Nice. Like, probably at least... 20 times, if not more. I've okay, seen Moana. Dang. Yeah, I've seen it too many times. I really like Moana. I I really hate <laughs> Frozen. I really? I hate the plot twist of Frozen. I just hate it. It ruins the movie for oh, okay. me. Okay. Right. Probably because I really <laughs> like that guy. I'm like, he's such a good guy. Now he's not. <laughs> now he's not. Such a guy. Like for me, it's like Obi Wan with uh, with Anakin. He's like, "You were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> You're supposed to bring us together, not tear us apart." <laughs> oh, oh, bringing that up real quick. Uh, Star Wars news: mm. the dude who's behind uh, the Last Jedi, he's gonna be helming the trilogy coming up after this trilogy. <laughs> and the trilogy so like, coming up. After. And it's not going to be Skywalker related, which is interesting. Hmm. And so there's different reactions. Like uh, one is, "Oh, they better not kill Luke in this. I will. I will not be happy with that." And the other one is, uh, "Well, from him, so it's like, well, now I hope you guys really like the Last Jedi since I got to helm the next trilogy." <laughs> well, the, that's what I read about was that they must have really liked it if they're giving them a whole trilogy, a whole trilogy to himself. Yeah, like ridiculous. I'm a, he must. They must either have a lot of faith, or he knocked Last Jedi out of the park. Yeah, we'll That's find out soon enough. Of. I'm glad it's not Abrams, though. I I like Abrams, but some of his ideas, no, because he's he's all about the mystery, and the mystery doesn't work mm. in a trilogy. It mm. works for the start. It doesn't work for the end. So I think it was perfect for seven. But mm. he doesn't finish things out very well. He's just really good at starting them up, in my opinion. The mystery of the lens flares is the only mystery I want. <laughs> like I couldn't oh, watch, man. I couldn't watch the last Star Trek one, oh. the Wrath of Khan remake. Mm -hmm. It's just, or no, that was the one before the last one, yeah. I guess. Wrath well, of was the second <laughs> one. The third one is, yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. The amount of lens flares was just, well, I don't know why he's in love with that. Like it's like John Woo and dubs, like yes. just dubs everywhere. <laughs> feathers all over I the wonder place. if he has like a he must have like a, a dove wrangler or something <laughs> like a dove wholesaler 
like on speed dial. He's like, oh, it's John Woo. I need some doves. He's <laughs> got a movie it. going on. I need some. I need like a thousand uh, doves right now. Yeah, freaking. Uh, <laughs> did you get to play Battlefront Two when they did the beta? Uh, no, I was not a uh, fan of Battlefront One, and I'm trying not to support <laughs> pay to pay to win and yeah. I'm trying not to support loot boxes and stuff too much. I don't buy them, but mm. uh, I, even in Smite, I've never bought a loot box. It's just, it is gambling to me. I feel like mm. it's gambling to me. And it's just disappointing, I feel. Yeah. Like, just I, let me buy what I want. I wish, like, even in the Smite days, I really wish we could just buy what we want. Right. But, I, I mean, that. if you make good product, then you don't have to resort to these. And they just feel underhanded and morally gray yeah uh, shenanigans if you will well i was mentioning battlefront 2 and we're gonna get back to it again as well but uh there's just dubs everywhere on coruscant <laughs> they're just everywhere like damn john who had a hand in this game apparently huh. it's weird um yeah. but talking about loot boxes and the fact that was it esrb doesn't consider gambling yeah i Get why, and it's an example of, I feel like the system needs to catch up, which is very far behind in everything. Like, patent law needs to catch up, and ESRB needs to catch up and all this stuff, because it is gambling, but it is different because of how rigid the definition is, because it's monetary gain. And you're not making monetary gain specifically from loot boxes, but but you are, you're gambling, because it's a chance of getting this or getting that at whatever product. And but it is when it comes to the skins and stuff with uh, when they were doing was it CS:GO and that with the skins that's definitely gambling for dang sure there because yeah. oh, that yeah. was literal monetary gain. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't agree with the ESRB at all, especially their defense that you're getting something of value. There's no chance of you getting nothing, and you know I think that's that's kind of sidestepping the issue. Uh, plus, I mean, if you invest a dollar and you get back something worth five cents, is that how is that not gambling? I mean, they tell you at slot machines and so forth, the payout rate is, you know, 97 percent or they'll say 99 percent or whatever under 100 percent payout rate uh, just to kind of lull you into that that false sense of security of like, oh, I have a 97% chance of getting something. Well, in this case, you're getting a 100% chance of getting something, but what you're getting is not, arguably not worth what you invested. Yeah. Being someone who goes to Vegas way too much, I, it's 97% chance, 97% over what time period is the right. real, is the real question there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, someday someone's going to hit that big jackpot. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no one ever hits it, but <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's possible. Um, but yeah, I yeah, a spray. No one wants this spray. No one wants this random tag or like. Uh, there's so much useless fluff or tat that you get that you didn't want, and it's unfortunate. Like at least, uh, arguably there are things you want. When it was original concept of like, uh, it's essentially putting money into those, um, what's it called? It's like gotchas, but old school. Like, not skin boxes, but like, you put like a quarter in a thing and you get like a little plastic 
ball with a toy in it. Right. And it's like, they got to get a mall or stuff like that. But in this way, it's different rarities and all that. And yeah. I guess it's like, like, uh, card packs as well. You have rare cards and stuff in the card packs, but at least you can play those cards. Even the, yeah, the at least stuff. you're getting something physical out of that, that you can buy and sell and trade uh, yeah. on the market. You can't, you can't sell or trade your digital, uh, your digital loot because it doesn't belong to you. It's part of the part of the terms of service and end user license agreement when you install a game is that all that stuff does not belong to you. Therefore, you cannot sell it or resell it or trade it or basically get rid of it. It's just yours. So, flexible card games. On the other hand, you can take it, find a buyer who wants that card, and then sell it or trade it or, or do whatever you want with it, burn it, make some heat for your house. <laughs> yeah, I got some randomly rare stuff that's probably worth a bit, but yeah. Um, uh-huh. And just uh, buying cards and selling cards and stuff like that. I, I was When I was in high school, there was a bit of a market with that, and I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, cards are worth so much. You're talking I like remember, baseball cards, or what kind of cards are you talking about? Uh, um, like magic cards, and... Uh, I was around when Pokemon cards first came up when I was in high school and like getting a Charizard or something like that was worth like a lot of money because it was like, it's that cool Pokemon card and stuff like that. Baseball cards. Oh my God. There's so much speculation market going on with that. As a gift, one of my dad's friends bought me like a 50 pack. It's like, well, there might be a rare card in there. It's like, okay. And we actually still have those. They're like 20 years old. I don't know if they're worth anything. But it's it's weird how cards have some sort of like speculation market behind them, like baseball cards and stuff, and even magic cards and such. I think there are actual websites you can go to and you can kind of see the market value of your card, like kind of like a, a stock market picker. Yeah. You'll see, you know, it goes up during this year and then goes down. And it's kind of uh, fascinating, like, uh. <laughs> I I try to remember there is a baseball card. It's worth it's the worth the most money because there's only like sixteen of them, and the reason for that was the baseball player. It is I can't remember his name. It's just a random baseball player. Well, he's probably big then, but it was for chewing tobacco, I believe, and he found it abho- abhorrent, so he had them destroy all of his cards, and so there's only a couple that exist, and so they're worth a lot of money. Interesting. He must have found so out. Must have found out after the fact. Yeah, so it's interesting uh, what can cause speculation and such. But uh, going back a little bit on, let's say, Blizzard and loot boxes, Blizzard doesn't think they're part of the problem. I disagree, but <laughs> Roger, I heard that too, where they they said their loot boxes are different. I I actually think their loot boxes are worse. Hmm. Because they're full of crap, and you. You can't you can't even buy the currency unless something has changed. I'm kind of haven't played Overwatch in a while, but unless something has changed, you can't you can't even buy the currency directly to buy the skin or whatever that you want directly. No, you have to go buy you have to go buy loot boxes to get anything in that game. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's that goes back to like the notions with Smite, where you have to buy loot boxes for certain skins. You could buy a lot of skins, but you had to buy loot boxes for certain skins in in, over, in Smite. And Overwatch is the same thing. You have to, in that case, 
you can buy nearly everything, but there are certain ones that can only be loot boxed as well. But you have to keep buying loot boxes to get that currency. You can't just right. uh, have the currency. Like Smite, you can at least have the currency. I guess right. gems, you can at least buy gems to get skins. Right. right. Where Overwatch, you have to get the gold mm. for it. So you have to buy more loot boxes. So yeah, I agree. That I didn't even think about is you can't even buy the currency, which makes it pretty egregious. And for me, they normalized it, I feel. I feel like they normalized loot boxes in a big way uh, because they were just this big game. Everyone but got crazy on the hype on it. I, I really like Overwatch. I don't play anymore, but I like the lore. Mm-hmm. And I like their skins. They're really nice skins. And so, yeah, I I bought loot boxes and I use, like, I level up a lot to get more loot boxes. That's something at least nice is you can level up to get loot boxes. Mm-hmm. But you can't, yeah, you can't buy the currency to get it. So it's constantly just on the luck for it. But they did normalize loot boxes. Just the concept of loot boxes itself, they normalized it very well, in my opinion. I agree. Because even though it's only cosmetic, so it's not pay for power like Battlefront 2, it still did normalize loot boxes for people. Where the goalposts got moved. It used to be no loot boxes at all. And then it went, okay, cosmetic only loot boxes are okay. And that's what, that's what Overwatch did. That's definitely what Overwatch did. And you have some people who hate that, who don't think that should have that should have happened, that they should have moved the goalposts, but they did. And I've always been okay with cosmetics, but I never thought about the fact you can't buy the currency. And that's very true. That's a that's a good point. You can't buy the currency. And at least with Hots, with Heroes of the Storm, you can buy the currency. You can do that. I don't I think you can also buy the boxes with the currency. But everything in that game can be bought with currency unless I'm not thinking of certain things. I'm sure there's some rare things you can you can only box or they're mm. only for special occasions like the summer skins. I have to go back and look real uh, late, later to double check on that for myself. But that is the frustration when in the it's comments only in the below. <laughs> yeah, it could help out if I forget to check. <laughs> are there loot box only skins in HOTS? There are some in Overwatch, but they're only for certain occasions as well. That's the ones that kill me, is you have to be here during this holiday time, and it has to be through a loot box. You can't buy it any other way. I hate that. Limited time offer. Yeah, I've always been against that, even back in the Smite days with, like, Pull Sidon. I'll always be against that, because, like, it's it's artificial rarity because it's a digital thing. I would mm-hmm. love it if someone who didn't know about Smite five years later could still get that skin, because it's such a cool skin. Right. It's like they missed the boat, because... They just weren't old enough. They just didn't have a computer. They just didn't have it. And so it sucks to be them. And so I'm not a fan of that. It's a good what product. If it was, what, what if it's advertised that way, I guess? A lot of yeah, people the, get a lot of people get angry about that. Uh, what was it? Like the twenty the what was it, the twenty twelve Artemis skin? Mm-hmm. It used to be like the rarer, rarest thing, rarest skin in Smite, and then it came out and came back and they started offering it in like loot boxes or something where yeah. you could get it for you or buy it or something directly and people got all upset mm-hmm. because it's uh you know now available and it was advertised as this limited rare one-time offer kind of thing that is true <laughs> i can see is... people getting upset about that but mm-hmm. uh like it, it drives sales because like oh i gotta get it now I, I can't get it later i gotta get it now and it's like well they'll probably still get it they still would have got it later it's just you don't get the big jump right now i don't know but yeah, it's it's all about you gotta get it now. Buy now. Sale the sale is now, it's not later, it's now, so you gotta get it now. 
And I don't know. I I always believe in the long con over the short gain. That's just how I've always seen it. So I don't know. The law of diminishing returns. Because mm-hmm. the more you have people <laughs> over, the the worse is going to be later on the line. They're going to be more distrustful. Yeah, you can only shear. You can what is it? You can shear sheep many times, but kill them only once. That's a good one. I like that one. No, not that one. Uh, rounders. Moving. It's what? Rounders. Movie oh, with really? Matt Damon. Huh. Poker movie. Oh, I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, John Malkovich's accent in that movie is amazing. <laughs> I love that. It's like, I, I reference that do, all the time. I want to do a Russian accent. Why? I just do. I just, <laughs> I just, ooh. <laughs> oh, that movie. Uh, all when night they... long. Jack, Jack, Jack. <laughs> He trapped me. <laughs> he beat Let him. Go. He, beat me. Me. he beat me. He beat me straight up. <laughs> oh, that well, last time, you know, the last time I stick it in you. <laughs> oh, we're all good character. <laughs> John Malkovich just acts the heck out of things in weird ways. Mm-hmm. You ever seen the movie uh, Being John Malkovich? Oh, I saw it when I was a kid. That was just too insane uh-huh. for me. Oh, yeah. And that ending is just even... (laughs) There's a scene in it where... uh, I don't know if you remember the scene where Malkovich goes into his own head, and then he comes out and he's walking along along the side of the road after he exits his own head, and the the truck comes by. Yeah. Like, hey, Malkovich, think fast. Just bashes (laughs) him with his empty beer can. Malkovich is like, F! He says, (laughs) Friday. Uh, But... uh, (laughs) That was actually uh, done uh, impromptu from what I've read and what I've heard. It's just that was all... uh, I can't even think think of the word right now. Yeah, it was... uh, They just spurred a moment. The guy just did it. Loot boxes. Going back on that with... Yeah, Battlefront 2. They talked... Someone... they Dice did some interviews recently. I didn't see the Angry Joe uh, interview uh, yet, unfortunately. But the interview was that I've heard... I've read... Uh, other interviews was that they've heard the feedback, so they're going to make some changes, and you have to do t- you have to play the game enough and get lucky to get the loot boxes for them. Like you can buy the loot boxes anytime, but in order to use the higher level stuff, you have to play the game enough to unlock the ability to use them. So it's like yeah, I was just reading, I was just reading the article about it. Mm-hmm. It's like you can buy it. And you can buy loot boxes, and what the article was saying is that the loot box gets you ahead further, only to like a certain point. Like you have to, like you're saying, you have to reach a certain level in order to lock up, unlock enough slots to use some of the stuff. Like yeah. you can only have like one or two slots. I'm not sure, but then it's... as you level up, you get more slots available. But the cards that you do have do make you more full during that time at the end game, I guess, or when you reach a certain level, it just becomes moot. Supposedly. Like, you can get to the same level as somebody who bought a loot box, but it's gonna take a lot of take some grinding, I guess, so the loot boxes are as intended or as designed to bypass all that uh, all that grinding and so forth, so for anybody that wants to invest time or invest money for their time it's it's weirdly vague. I don't. It's still not exactly perfect to understand what the hell they're going after. 
Like, it's supposed to be pay for convenience, not pay to win, but I, I can't tell uh, if they're still doing pay to win, but they made it a little bit different. Or it's pay to convenience, or you unlock the ability to pay for higher level things. Because there's also crafting, but it's... They haven't explained whether or not you have to own it before you can craft to upgrade something, or can you just craft the card right away? There's still a lot more explanation I could come up for, because it's still a bit weird. Like, they're making it sound like, even if you play a lot, you still gotta get lucky with the loot system. Which is very unfortunate. Uh, but right. that's how they do with the loot system, so I don't know. I, I'm gonna wait until I see people actually play and experience the loot system to really understand what's going on with that. Because I, I feel like they're still being a bit vague at, on explaining it, so that they can just get the thing out already. Because it's almost here. And then you're like, well, crap, I bought the game. Right. Shadiness. And I, I don't know about you. That's kind of why I, I don't uh, I don't pre-order anymore. Like, I'm going to wait till the game comes out. Hmm. If if that. Um, thankfully, I've been out of the, the I had been out of the video games scene for so long that I can go back now. And there are so many games so many even series that I have never even played before that I have a backlog of stuff that I can go through or, or go back through. Uh, like I just started The Witcher right now. I've never played Ooh. The Witcher or anything in The Witcher series, so I can go through that. I've never played Skyrim. I got all that I can go through. So there's really no need for me to uh, pre-order anything or, uh, you know, especially you're rolling the whether or not the game's going to be a good or playable or pack full of microtransactions or, or any anything like that. I think that's where the bubble is going to be uh, for the video game market, if there is one, is in the is in the pre-order. And then I think they're going to, uh, like you said earlier, they're going to ruin their goodwill or the trust of the, the, the general public. People are no longer going to believe in it. And I think we'll see Kickstarter is maybe dying off some more. And then it'll kind of trickle down from there. Kick, Kickstarters and then probably pre-orders and then uh, even season passes and stuff like that. Have you seen that the you can now pre-order microtransactions? I heard about that. I was like, what? what? <laughs> Initial... They call it ICO or initial currency offering. It's like, oh and my that god, is the like, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I think I heard about it last night, but I forgot to look it up. I thought mm. someone was joking. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Yes, you can pre-order microtransactions. Like, like season passes is pre-ordering later DLC is what that is. But um, <laughs> microtransactions, holy crap! Like for me, you have to really trust the game to do the pre-order. Like, if I can pre-order mm -hmm. Monster Hunter World, I'll pre-order Monster Hunter World. Because Monster Hunter World... Uh, Monster Hunter has a pedigree of being very good to the consumer. Every game they've made, it's really good, and it's free. it has free DLC, which is a bunch of costumes and a bunch of, a bunch of monster fights. I was going to say Master, but it's not. It's a bunch of monster fights, just different combinations of monster fights that you can do, different quests, and it's always free. It's always been free. They, they pack in as much as they can into this thing, and it's always... It's just awesome. They do very right by the player, and it's great. So, if Monster Hunter World has a pre-order, I'm going to do that for sure because they've earned my trust over literal decades. 
for sure. But mm. EA has destroyed any trust over literal decades or even yeah. just years. Um, them, EA, they've done Warner it. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers as well. WB, Activision, Ubisoft starting to get up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely Ubisoft's gone there. Um, I did pre-order uh, Destiny 2 because I knew I was going to play it no matter what. I knew that already. I pre-ordered that. I, like, I pre-ordered what I know I'm going to play. And okay. it's just to make sure I, I have it down so I don't know, oh, hey, I have extra money. Like, oh, wait, I don't have the money now for Destiny 2. <laughs> um, the money now. Like, it's to make sure it's, for me, pre-ordering is to make sure I don't accidentally spend the money because I know I'm going to use it on this thing. And Destiny mm-hmm. 2, uh, it gets gripes. I don't, I don't understand the gripes yet because I haven't done anything with it. I know there's the gripe that it, I haven't finished the story, but apparently it's the same thing as one where it's not, when you finish it, it's not actually finished. You need the damn season pass. And I've right. started to uh, give on that one a bit if they actually finish the damn thing. Uh, give on that a bit because it just, if you're going to craft a story, maybe it takes parts. And this is partially maybe because of Telltale and Life is Strange where. They've been episodic, so it's kind of got me kind of used to waiting for more content, in a way. And I forgot to mention that for us, uh, Telltale. Like, when we were writing up the list of things we wanted to talk about, I forgot to write down Telltale's layoffs. Um, But Telltale, it's a different reason from the others why the layoffs have happened, because there's been so many layoffs. There have. A lot lot of layoffs. It's unfortunate. At least this bigger conversation, which we'll get to, but um, I guess go down the line. First up is Visceral and EA. Visceral gets axed by EA, and it surprise, surprise. it's unfortunate because, of course, people were pre- predicted it years ago that Visceral is going to get axed because Visceral doesn't match up with what EA wants. Mm-hmm. And EA is like, we don't want to do uh, single players anymore. We want to do services, mm-hmm. and that opened that that gave them the key word because we're going to hear it again in another company. Service. They want to be a service. They don't want to make single players. They want to be a service. And that is going to be Battlefront 2. That is Battlefield. Now it's going to be Titanfall 3. Oh, God. If if Titanfall... Yeah, after Titanfall 3, we're going to see Titanfall's company die as well, probably. Unless it's really Respawn. good. Yeah, Respawn's a company? I think that's the name of it. I might be wrong. I like their games, um, but oof, when you're under EA, who knows? That's the scary part. And it's actually it the thing is so many, so many designers. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Visceral is people. Some people didn't understand, so I'll explain here. Uh, they thought Visceral was a company, then they signed out with EA. And Visceral has been EA from beginning. They originally were called Redwoods EA mm-hmm. because they've always been there. And then when they made, uh. The horror game, Dead Space. When they made Dead Space, they changed their name to Visceral. Mm-hmm. And they've always, but they've always been an EA company. They never broke free or anything like that. And so it just sucks because Dead Space, of course, a lot of people like that game, Dead Space 2. And then 3 is where we saw EA get their hooks in there when it came to loot boxes and everything. Mm-hmm. And it just fundamentally changed what Dead Space was. And I mm-hmm. think that was what gave people clues like, yeah, uh, we're not going to see Visceral anymore eventually because they're not. Because they've taken a direction, and EA's taken a different direction, and they're diverging. And uh, who knows what's going to happen, and we now know what happened. Yeah, but it spawned <laughs> the whole single-player's dead talk. And it's like, yeah. um, 
how many games would like a word with you? Yeah. So many games, especially over the last couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. have been great single player games. I mean, look at this year alone. Uh, Mario Odyssey is, is freaking knocking it out of the park. You got Zelda Breath of the Wild. Those are both Nintendo titles, but uh, yeah, Wolfenstein oh. 2 is, is, you know, it's not bad, but, you know, it's a pretty good game experience. It's just showing um, up right now. Um, what's it called? Uh, Near Automata was a big hit. I think it was a big hit. Near Automata. Hellblade uh, is that, that independent oh, one that mm-hmm, they did. Hellblade. Of GTA course. 5 just became the biggest selling the biggest selling game of his, in history yeah that one goes in player. both directions like because of their online uh, because of uh gta multiplayer because they're not even doing yeah. any more single players what i understand they're just going to do only mm-hmm. multiplayer content now and it's because mm-hmm. they make so much off those shark cards they make so mm-hmm. much off those cards mm-hmm. um they're just making bank off that thing as a service like people are buying it but they're buying it for multiplayer is my understanding Oh, GTA the single player is an amazing game in my opinion. Uh, but I they they see it as a service money maker, and that's how they're pushing it. And so I don't know. It's in both directions on that one, but GTA, it's quite a thing. Um, there's just a lot of single player games that are really good, and there's of course really good service games, which we're calling them now. They're being called service games instead of multiplayer. They're just service games now. That are really good. It's I think it's the big companies just want these service games because they have the potential for whaleage. Because who doesn't want to hunt them whales? So there's going to be a lot of ahabbing from the big companies, and I worry about that a little bit because what that does is it's exactly what happened. Visceral went down, and it leads into Perfect World with Runic and Motiga. Perfect World did the same thing. They killed Runic. And they severely cut down Motiga with the same wording of, we want to focus on service. We want to focus on service games. So we're cutting loose uh, Runic because that's more single player. And we're we're cutting down Motiga, which was gigantic, which, of course, wasn't a big hit, unfortunately. I really wish it was. It's a pretty good game, but it was not a big hit. Runic, of course, if you don't know what Runic is, it is, well, for the viewers, they made... Kind of like a Diablo, Game, yeah, right? they made, they made Torch Torchlight, Light. Torchlight one and two, and Hob, which wasn't going to be a success. Uh, Torchlight one, not bad. Like these guys made Diablo two, if I remember correctly, and so they went off and made Torchlight, and it was an improvement. It was pretty good, and then Torchlight two sold three point five million copies, or three point eight. But that's overall though. When they first came up, I think they sold two million, which is like full price, closest to that. And then later on, it's sales and humbles and stuff. So they sold about 3.8 million copies overall with Torchlight 2. And they did not want to make a Torchlight... Uh, they didn't want to make a Torchlight 3 because they were burning out on Diablo. Mm-hmm. So they made Hob, which was a unfortunately very buggy. Interesting game, but buggy and wasn't, wasn't going to grab a mass audience, in my opinion. And it didn't, unfortunately. And they're gone. The thing that's weird, though, is they're under Perfect World. Perfect World has... Is nothing but MMOs mm-hmm. until they got Runic and did Torchlight, which is so weird. So it's not a big surprise with that one, but it still sucks to see a single-player company. Well, not necessarily single-player, but a company doing interesting IPs going down as well mm-hmm. uh, because the company wants to focus more on service. Mm-hmm. 
it's just it's just the direction the games company is going. Um, from what I've from what I've seen, it's like game companies are using that as a way to not really well the a boost their revenue stream, but also make their revenue stream like more predictable. Uh, because bef- before all this happened, it was all dependent on your sales and you know speculation and it was either you did you did really well or you did pretty pretty well or you just like tanked like hmm. nobody bought your game that's what's always weird to me about how about games with loot systems because they're gonna make money which is unfortunate but you hope they don't and you figure you would hope they would be actually more speculative or like maybe it'll do well maybe it won't but no people just buy boxes dang it and uh i've talked to you before i've played a lot of mobile games a lot and there are so many whales in those games they spend thousands tens of thousands of dollars just to crap on people without money it's really unfortunate and so it's just always been a thing for a very long time but we haven't seen it on the same scale on pc on console but we're gonna start seeing that it looks like and that's very unfortunate because it really Phone games are just a nice waste of time, but they are not very good games at all in any way. Because money, money isn't a skill for God's sakes, but there are those who believe it is, which is weird. And it's very frustrating. Um, It's extremely frustrating. But when it comes to Telltale... We're part of the problem. People are are part of the problem. For sure. They're buying these things for crap's sakes. Um... But there's, um, Telltale cut down their company by 25%. They want to focus more on bringing in more quality, not trying to do everything. Mm. And I've liked Telltale games. They're a bit, they're not, they're, they've gotten a bit stale here and there, but I really like them overall. It's unfortunate, but they were trying to do everything. Like, they had a Garden yeah. of the Galaxy story, which I didn't even know they had one of those. They were doing Game of Thrones. Batman. Yeah, Batman. Batman. Game of uh, Thrones. Borderland. Like they're, they're all over the place, yeah. And I found yeah. them enjoyable, but holy crap, I guess their sales weren't doing too well on some of them, and so they cut down. And you, because in so close vicinity, you hear all these different companies having these, either these companies are dying, or they're cutting down, and stuff like that. You get these arguments from developers, not, not just random people, but also developers saying, video, the video games industry is not sustainable. So, what do you think? What do you think of that? That they think it's not sustainable? I don't think it's that it's not sustainable. I just think it's uh, we're experiencing another glut, like an overload of. I mean, look at all the releases on Steam. <laughs> uh, used to be back in the day, back in my day, you would get like one one good game a year, if if that. Um, but. Uh, it's the same thing, kind of history repeating itself. I mean, look at Atari, look at Nintendo, uh, you know, just all the releases of games, and then you can kind of track the trajectory. It just reaches a certain point where it's just you're putting out so much garbage or, you know, you're putting out so many flops or failures uh, um, as an industry as a whole, and then the, there's a backlash from the, the general population or the, the video gamer population, if you will. That uh, I think that's that's the way we're headed. I think we're headed for another bust, uh, if you will. I'm, I'm kind of hard to see where 
or what form it will take this time. Um, I, I think we'll experience... I think they'll experience a backlash in the uh, pre-order. I think the uh, video game companies and designers are going to get too greedy, and uh, they're going to they're going to do something finally, and some someday, and then people are going to be like, "Nope, done, no more of this. I'm not buying any more. <laughs> you know, I'm out of I'm out of the I'm out of this, if if you will." I think the big difference between now and then is there's so many eggs in so many baskets. Compared to when that happened, because there were only a couple companies, like there were a bunch, mm-hmm. there were quite a few developers, but the there were only, it was all consoles and stuff for the most part. I feel like now there's right. too many eggs and too many baskets because yep. of the the ceiling and the floor is a lot lower. I feel because well, Steam, the reason why we have so many freaking games is the ceiling for them is just 100 to get your game on Steam. And so we have this mm-hmm. gigantic supply, just a huge supply. And what that does is it is hurting already the indies because there's so many indies to comp- compete with. They're in a sea of games and only a few get recognized and they climb up. And it's very unfortunate. There's some really quality games that are not getting recognized every single day, every day. And it's very unfortunate. But I don't see that floodgate getting stopped because it's up to Steam to stop that and they're not going to stop it. So many people want to make games and they're just coming out. For the bigger companies, I would love to see a pre-order fail. Like, one of the big guys having a pre-order fail would be nice to see because it would be nice for them to wake up and go, maybe we should do a different tactic. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. we should be not... Maybe we shouldn't be trying to take everyone's money. Like, it'd be nice. It'd be nice uh, to not have loot boxes be a thing. Like, you actually earn your stuff or you just have the stuff you want. Because that was a thing a long time ago. It used to be, you like these colors? Well, there you go. You already, you already have the colors. You don't have to buy the colors. Whatever colors you like, you have them. You got all the crayons from the crayon box right now. You have to spend a dollar for this crayon. Um... Uh- Something to consider is not only the money aspect, but also the time aspect, Uh, because I think it was Total Biscuit was talking about this, where, you know, games are just asking you to invest so much time into into them, Hmm. uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, of playtime and, you know, grinding and so forth. Um, It's like there's only so many ways you can split a pie. There's only Mm -hmm. so many ways you can you can slice it up. And and have enough to uh, make a good dessert, if you will. So I I, I think they'll reach the pendulum will reach its tipping point, or or however you want to phrase that. And then it'll I think the gaming industry will dial it back a little bit, and then probably they'll probably dial it back a little too much. But that's just hmm. the way it works. I think in the ma- major publishing, oh, I think major publishing will dial it back. I don't see indie ever dialing it back because they can't. Everyone needs needs to get their foot in the door somehow. And they're all going to put their foot in the door at the same time and break the damn door. Um but for the big industry but for big industry I think probably like we might see something going on in that direction. But I don't see Steam ever slowing down. I d- I don't they're, they they can. It's in not. their best interest. Yeah. It's in their business model, it's in their best it's, interest to sell as many games as possible. I guess, or get yep. as many people on their Steam as possible. On Steam as possible. Like Steam is. Oh, what are you saying? Sorry. It's 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 good, but it's also concerning and and 
bad in a way. <laughs> yeah, like um, Steam is too big to fail in their situation. Like they have to keep going because everyone's relying on Steam to be around at this point because everyone's library is on Steam for the most part. Like, yeah. I have fourteen hundred games on Steam. I need Steam <laughs> to not go down. I need yeah. I need that because yeah. Daddy's got too many games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I only have like I, two I, games I, I, on EA. That's so true. Okay. I actually had never thought of that before. Well, that uh, Steam is being relied upon uh, so heavily now, and you're and you're probably right. If Steam were ever to go down. Maybe that's the form that the next uh, video game bust will take is just the you know Steam. Knock on wood. I I'm not wishing this <laughs> upon anybody. I'm not even wishing it upon me. I don't have 1,400 games. I think I have like 90 games on my in my library. But uh, I don't wish this upon anybody. But uh, maybe it would be sort of karmic justice, if you will, and that Steam kind of either fell out of favor or you know just hmm. went under if you will it would be but, but you're probably insane. right they're too big to fail right now. like it would be absolutely insane if they went down like steam like hey guys we're done bye it's like holy shit <laughs> yeah. like, what yeah. um consoles would be huge like they'd be like ah yeah. doesn't matter we, we're fine we're other other gaming services you know good old gamings or gog gaming if you will oh yeah like uh, gog this gog <laughs> Like all that, there'd be a lot of ancillary and what you call mm -hmm. what we call second and third order effects to that because you know think about like Humble Bundle, uh, and you know all those those websites that kind of deal in Steam codes, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like um, I'm I'm using Humble in a big way because Steam has done things where you can't really buy games for other countries anymore. Canada and America mm -hmm. can't buy games for each other anymore. Uh, really? Humble Bundle lets you. So everything I buy for giveaways is through Humble now because those the the gift link you give it to someone else and then they turn it into a Steam code it'll be for their country. Ah. Where so if I American buy a gift I, I buy a Humble game and I send it to a Canadian it becomes a Canadian code. Whereas <laughs> if I buy it through Steam it does not. It suddenly <laughs> becomes a Canadian game. Everybody's apologizing <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Talk about all the boot. It's what's this oh, a boot? Man. Yeah, there's just a Tim Hortons. It's <laughs> just Tim. It's Ed Tim Hortons, eh? <laughs> Bunch of hoosiers. I, I went there. Tim Hortons is amazing. Yeah. But um, uh, that was inside. Um, yeah, because Steam's just too too big. Like it's, I I want to believe they're constantly managing themselves to keep going and everything, and the mm -hmm. floodgates really helping them out. Like they're making like every single game is like a hundred. Like, the reason why, of course. Activision did not put Destiny on Steam is because Steam would get a cut of that, and that's a big, that's a big game right there. So luckily, they're like, "Oh, hey, wait, we're half of a company, Blizzard. Can we go on here?" Yeah. And you know, like, it's the first Activision game on on there, and people are like, "What the hell? What, what's what's Activision doing?" It's like, you guys forget they're they're the same company, right? Like, uh, Activision and Blizzard are one company, guys. Yeah, like, they're I did together. not. Uh, I did not. I did not realize that myself. <laughs> yeah, but, like, uh, we forget. That makes it even more concerning, because did you see the uh, the loot box or matchmaking system patent? Oh, yeah. Filed by Activision. 
I'm really curious what the hell they're gonna do with it. Um, it's it's I, super concerning. It's it the the gist of it is that if you are a player or a new player without any purchases or you know uh, very few purchases or loot or whatever, they're gonna match you with somebody that has a ton of loot which and purchases. Yeah, and either order in order to either I guess demonstrate the value of the loot system or uh just you know get shellacked and Ugh. and just get beat down over and over again until you realize oh hey maybe if i buy the same thing <laughs> these people have i will be good too having played mobile games for 10 years i'm already not going to buy anything activision at this point if it's anything multiplayer like hmm. destiny i'm fine because it's just it's a very single player experience for me or duo me and jinx are playing it but it's because <laughs> it's it's a looter shooter. That's what it is for me. It's, it's not like a that. multiplayer game for me. It's it's mm-hmm. like one of the Destiny's problems is it's too much of a looter shooter. You're constantly getting new weapons that are better than what you got, so you keep switching out, and so you never get attached to a weapon, which is very unfortunate. That's something I really yeah. like about Path of Exile is you can get attached to a weapon and you can keep upgrading it, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, but you brought up oh crap, I forgot what you brought up. You brought up, oh no, loot box patents. Division loot box patents. Shoot, it was something you brought up that uh, was something uh, was not that would be worth talking about. And no, I forgot it. And that's okay. Well, forgot it. Forgot it. Forget it. Forget it. I forgot. Move on. Just let it go. Um, Come back. So different topic. This is some BS up in here, and I was telling you this before. So Nintendo and Sandisk are teaming up. You can have Nintendo branded Sandisk uh, memory cards. Oh, okay. I have one. I have a SanDisk memory card in the Switch right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one in my phone. I had one in my camera. Like, I have one in the Wii, I think. I think the Wii had a SanDisk slot you could put in, or the mm-hmm. Wii U did. And okay. so, like, SanDisk has always been a go-to guy for memory sticks. Like, I have memory sticks that are SanDisk. Mm-hmm. I think this one is. Yeah, I I just have... When it comes to memory, SanDisk seems like the way to go. They're kind of cheap and everything, but they do a good job. So they're teamed up with Nintendo, so you can buy Nintendo-branded SanDisk memory cards at, like, GameStop and stuff. Okay. 300% markup. That's (laughs) where it's mind-blowing. You can get a $30 SanDisk, the exact same one with Nintendo logo on it, for $90. What? And I'm like, what? (laughs) The idea... It's it's like okay okay apparently you just take a purse and put Prada on it and you expect to pay get more money out of it is what this is that's what it seems like you're paying for like, a brand yeah brands have power which has mm. always been an interesting thing but not that oh much my, power. like are you kidding me I I don't know like people are willing to buy things because of brands but I, it's so weird to me uh, a Sandisk that's thirty is now ninety because Nintendo's on it. Mm. Like it's that's, a, that's super weird. Like there's that old uh, maybe they're just mm-hmm. just feeling out the market. Maybe I don't. I I guess they are. They're like hey, is Nintendo on it? People buy Nintendo. Huh? I don't know if it's Sandus' decision or combined. It's their decision or if Nintendo said for our license it's going to cost this much. I'm like I'd rather not even do it at all because for me there was only one choice when I learned I could put a memory stick. A memory card thing in uh, a micro SD. I could put a micro SD in the Switch, and that was SanDisk. 
Mm-hmm. That that was the only option in my mind. And I figure that would be the same for others. So I don't know. I guess maybe they 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 felt that other people were buying other brands, so they had to put Nintendo on it, that people are buying SanDisk. <laughs> I'm not sure. But that's what it I'm, is. I'm not sure and... either. I'm not, I guess I'd have to look into the whole the whole market and whether or not they kind of have a if they have a corner on the market, I guess that kind of makes sense. But if they they don't, I feel like nowadays most people brand loyalty is kind of something that's, that's going away uh, in my mind is that, is that people, you know, I don't think people are searching for the, you know, the Nintendo specific SanDisk anymore. They, they're going on Amazon or they're going on uh, Newegg or Tiger Direct or whatever, and they're just trying to find the best deal. I uh, feel possible. like, I'm sorry. I feel like you don't have a choice but to find the best deal. So we can't really do these branded deals. Like goddamn millennials and they're not having any money. That's why everything's dying. Because <laughs> it, it's like... Well, uh, millennials are killing the diamond market. We don't have any money for diamonds. Also, they're rocks. Yeah. Millennials are killing Applebee's. Yeah. We don't have any money for Applebee's. Have any money? Like, millennials are killing everything. Job. I can't afford anything, guy. <laughs> Of course, I, yeah. of course, I'm killing your market. I can't afford your market. Like, guys, where's the money at? You have the money, apparently, because I don't. Yeah. It's, uh, what do you want? You can't get blood from a stone unless you really, really hated that stone and you put blood in it to do it. I don't, that was a weird <laughs> tangent, but, um. Blood-filled it, stone, come on. <laughs> Bloodstones, um. Like, barely now, when the, the real estate market is getting surprised because, like, holy crap, millennials are buying homes. And it's because mm-hmm. uh, we're starting to get money again because the economy went the crap and it, it takes a long time to recover the economy. And it's finally starting to show signs of it, mm-hmm. which might open up another real estate bubble. I hope not, but uh, everything's in cycles. And so millennials yeah. are buying things again. And like me, I just got a job. I yeah, literally just got a millennial scarf, just got a job with benefits <laughs> and everything. And um, I'm like, I can afford things again. Holy crap. I can buy <laughs> things again. And it's like, hey, I'm not going to buy diamonds, but I'm like, hey, I can afford things. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you won't complain about me, guys. It's so weird blame millennials. Like, I, I don't know if you... If, on the radio, multiple, multiple radio stations will put it like this. Advertise on the radio. You can reach kids, adults, and even millennials. I'm like... Right. What do you mean, even millennials? <laughs> what do you mean, even millennials? Where are we in this thing? Like, where are, where are the millennials at? Like, you're, you're your own genre <laughs> worthy of mentioning and so bad. and it's funny you should bring that up because uh i just read that they somebody tried to define a micro generation in between millennials and generation xers mm-hmm. it was like 1976 to 1981 i think is what they said mm-hmm. I, I don't know the whole generation thing is hokum if you ask me it's yeah. uh because it's so vague everyone's a millennial now like well it was generation y and then at some point yep. generation y disappeared and it was just millennials generation i've heard generation y generation next uh <laughs> next. i think i even saw like generation z or something but mm-hmm. uh, uh like, millennial 
if if you watch Adam Ruins Everything, he he did a little uh, talk conference thing about this, and he's he's oh. like generations are are baloney. It kind of all started with Generation X, and the reason it started with Generation X is because they defined it in I think it was Time Magazine, I believe, hmm. and then that like just sold, and whoever defined that term or, or that uh, concept of generation X just made a buttload of money. Huh, okay. So it's all about making like, money. And he, he went on to prove like how things people say about millennials and so forth are, are, are kind of things that they've been saying since the beginning of time. And, you know, the newspaper is going to ruin everything or, you know, <laughs> millennials are on their their cell phones all the time and they're watching media all the time and then you go back you know to boomers and so forth and the tv came out and they're like oh these kids are watching too much tv blah 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 they're gonna ruin their mind that's all they want to do and then you go back even further to like uh i don't even know what that generation's called <laughs> but like the depression era oh, uh kind oh, of generation and it's like, oh, newspapers, all the people are reading the newspapers and <laughs> not interacting with people and so forth and so on. So Yeah. Um uh, there's always a whipping boy. There there is always a requirement for a whipping boy because people can't just go like, all right, well things are shit. <laughs> there always has to be a whipping boy. Like and I I hope the next generation, like either this or the next one, just gets beyond that. <laughs> I hope. They won't. Because there's the jokes of like like, yeah, we're taking our lumps. I can't wait to beat on the next generation myself. Like, <laughs> okay. like uh, we could just break the cycle. Like, no, it's no, like a I'm frat boy. Them. It's like a frat house, man. Oh, geez. You put all your time into it. You know, you go through the hazing and initiation yeah. phase. And then when you, so that when you get to that point, you're just like, oh, no, no, it's my turn. <laughs> and come up and, sir, you know, revenge for all yeah. those, not realizing that you're not getting revenge on the people that. Yeah, you're you're just hitting someone else, which <laughs> is just perpetuating it. Because it's like, uh, it's like, well, I survived alcohol poisoning. Time to see if they can survive alcohol poisoning. Right. Oh dear. <laughs> um, anything else in gaming? Uh, there's always something in gaming, but I cannot remember the one I wanted to talk about because I suddenly remembered it, and then I've now forgotten it again. <laughs> but uh, the debate, I. Th- Maybe not just Nintendo. Look, the highest rated games this year are Breath of the Wild and I think Odyssey. I'm not sure if the numbers have come back, but. And then Persona 5. And there might be one more. But, like, I think the top five are it's, it's three Nintendo games are the top three or top four. And it is, and two of them are Breath of the Wild. Right. And then it's Odyssey. Um, and I think it's Persona. If it's not Persona, it's one other game. I can't remember which one it is. But I know people love the hell out of Persona 5. They really like that one. But like Nintendo is just there. Um, as far as soundtrack of the year, I'm giving it to Cuphead for sure so far. Mm-hmm. Have you heard any of the Cuphead music? Uh, yeah, I've watched a couple of your videos. I've seen some playthroughs. The, the music is amazing. Oh, Art man. style. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... What went into making that art style was ridiculous too, but uh, they they captured the soul of that era. They really did. Oh like, yeah, yeah, definitely oh, the big that big band music. Yes, it's so good. Um, there's you can just watch uh, the actual bands play them. It's it's so uh, very amazing to see that. 
and it's just a really good soundtrack. There's some really good soundtracks, but Cuphead for sure, that's an amazing soundtrack. And yes, mentioning that, because why not mention Cuphead? Uh, oh, oh, we can talk about that debate because I was down during that debate. It was like hardcores and all that crap. Uh, get good. But the real debate is should you have access to the entire game as a beginner since you already bought the game for crap's sake? Mm. Like what? In what way? Are you talking about like no. the black and white mode where you have to go through oh, no, no. Cuphead um, and... So in Cuphead, you can play be like beginner way, like it's easy mode, right. and you can play all the game except for the last two bosses. So you can't even finish the story if you play on easy. You have uh, to beat everything on normal or hard. Huh. And I come from the like we we come from the era when that was just a thing where you had to you could play the game on easy and you got to like stage three or something, and then on normal stage four, and on on hard stage five. And then hmm. on very hard stage six, like some games did that where you had to earn your way to the, the next levels through difficulty, but that's like super Nintendo era. And that's like maybe 64 era. I don't remember if for PlayStation era, like you had to earn your way because it was a way to keep the game longer because you had to just keep trying to beat it to get there. But in this day and age, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, interesting concept because if you think about it, What's the point of of easy and uh, you know easier? We'll call them. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the point is that you're not that good at the game in general. So therefore, if you mode, it's kind of teaching you how to play the game or how to how to get good, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so having aspects of the game that are locked off because you're on easy mode. Uh, is interesting because it, it kind of gives you those leading up to content the chance to to teach you how to get good at the game and therefore go back and play the game on normal uh, or normal or hard mode in order to to uh, continue on or get to the end of the game or, or get to those those locked off portions of the game. Um, it definitely builds in some replay value. Do we even want to call it replay value or value in general? It's just repl replayability, I guess, would be the mm -hmm. better term. Re replayability would be the better term for that. But I mean, that's stuff like that's kind of always gone on, just never to this extent, because there's always been uh, achievement, not always, but there's been achievements that have been locked off until you got. Oh, every star in, in Super Mario 64 mm -hmm. or the Steam and so forth or um, Xbox achievements and all that other stuff. There's just really hard achievements to do. So, I mean, is that locking off a portion of the game sometimes? Maybe. I mean, there's been alternate endings and so forth. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's done maliciously or with like malice in mind. I don't honestly, I'd had to think about it, but right, uh, my initial reaction is I don't really have a problem with that. Like having a couple of levels or even like half of the game or so forth, like locked off if you play on easy mode. Hmm. Okay. It's like, 
for me, it's like, well, they bought the game. Because, I don't know, uh, easy mode exists so that you can still see the content, despite the fact not being able to mm -hmm. perform all that well. We're also True. in the age of YouTube where you can just look it up. Yeah. But it, it is like, I don't know, it, it sucks if you just aren't that good. <laughs> or if you're a five-year-old who's really that bad. I don't know, there's five-year-olds who can play games. Um, yeah. But... I don't know. Like, I feel like you paid for it. It's it's mm -hmm. like needing to have an aptitude at watching a movie or reading a book to get to continue further into the book. I don't know. It it's such a weird thing because I have it's it's not something you see normally these days anymore. It's right, achievement to finish a story. You don't see that th that much anymore these days. So it was so weird to see that, and that might be the first time for some generations to see a game. Was like, yeah, you can't finish it on easy. Nope, you're locked off, mm -hmm. and. It is. I don't know. I don't. I. It's so weird. I feel like you did buy it, so why the heck not? But also coming from the age when yeah, things were locked off by skill, it's a weird space uh, for me on that one. So I was curious on your thoughts on that. Um, but for me, if if I knew I was gonna be bad at Cuphead, I wouldn't have bought it if I heard if I learned about that. Because just for that, if I I can't finish the game, well then forget it. Yeah. Of course, it's my genre, so yeah, I did really well with it. One of my concerns with the game in general is that I'm not, I don't do uh, bullet hells very well because I can't, I can't keep track of all the too many moving, too many moving pieces mm -hmm. for me, too many moving items. So I'm not very good at the uh, at bullet hells. So I'm not. It's a little daunting, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. When I when I look at buying Cuphead, it's on my wish list, but it's probably mm -hmm. one of those games that's going to sit on my wish list for a while. <laughs> It's, it's good, but yeah, there's just so many games out there. Like, there's always an option to do something. Like you said, like you haven't done Skyrim. Skyrim's amazing. Skyrim is, you can live a life playing that game. My God, there's so much in there. And then there's <laughs> the modding of that game. There's even more to do in there. Uh, right. My only problem with Skyrim is he does get samey yeah. eventually. That's my only problem. Because every single dungeon, like, I don't know how much, how much you play Skyrim? Zero. Okay. I've only seen uh, a couple people play it, mm -hmm. so I I kind of okay. know how in depth it can be. Like, mm -hmm. build your own house, I guess, and join guilds or factions or something like that. And yeah. It's it's one of those games where you could spend. This could be the only game you buy. Yeah. That's something that's good about Skyrim. That that's something good about Fallout. These are games you could. This could be the only game you buy all year, and you're good. You are fine. Right. And not even without, not even with mods. Mods just make it even better. Mods give you even more to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is one of those games where you can spend a long time on it. Witcher Three as well, but differently because Witcher Three has like so many mm -hmm. endings to that game. Uh, Witcher One and Two, yeah. I, I don't remember how many endings those have. My opinion about Witcher is Witcher is the power fantasy for men because you're this dude. He's really powerful. He's getting the chicks, and <laughs> Uh, he's also, but the only thing is he's sterile. But if you're okay yeah. with being sterile, then you don't have any consequences to getting the chicks. Yeah. That's what Geralt is. And like, he is the power fantasy for nice. some people. And that's, he's also just a fun character in general. And it's also interesting how gray his world is, but he is the power fantasy. I am curious about the cyberpunk game when that comes out. But I am hugely interested in that game. I cannot wait for cyberpunk 2077 to come out. Uh, I was so surprised when I saw the the trailer. If you not even a trailer, I guess it would be the that teaser thing. 
the teaser. Yeah, it was just crazy. Uh, it's things like it's the girls just I'll, sitting there. Yeah, in the streets, and she's got blood on her little arm, T Raptor mm-hmm. arm claws, if you will, or whatever you call on that. Yeah, because bullets and because when you first see her, you don't see the arms yet. I think like you no. see her, and then you slowly pan to the arms, like oh, oh shit, and then the bullet yeah. hits her face. She's like, holy crap, okay, that's something. And then yeah, it's like cyberpunk, like okay, I'm interested. <laughs> coming out when it's when it's ready like, <laughs> that's, that's that's funny but uh it was released so early mm-hmm. so early that was released i mean just that teaser alone was released 20 like three years two three years ago yeah i if i kind of hate when they do that because i feel like it's just gonna like you got all that you got kind of a hype thing and then it's gonna yeah. die down and then i don't know you only get one first impression yeah, so I worry about that, but I I am hyped for it. <laughs> we get quite a bit of cyberpunk, but we also don't get enough cyberpunk. I feel like, um, I really like uh, Shadow Shadowrunner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadowrun. I really like Shadowrun. I like that world a lot. That's a cyberpunk meets fantasy at the same time kind of world. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly I'm forgetting the other cyberpunks. Like Syndicate's another one, kind of. I think Syndicate's another one. Uh, there's not a cyberpunk. Because I can't even think of any right now. Like, just Shadowrun. That's it. No, there's one that and came out. Cyberpunk. God, that guy's name. Got the sunglasses on. There's a big old pre-order. Unlock uh, the pre-order level. Oh, besides JSX. <laughs> there's JSX. JSX there is the cyberpunk game. Yeah. I I don't know how I forgot freaking JSX. Because he didn't ask for this. You know? Oh, <laughs> uh, this. God, Deus Ex is one of the most amazing games of all time because just all the things you can do in that game, like the original. There are oh. just things you can do, but um, yeah, I, I'm happy to see another side bunk. Happy to see more. I I don't ever want to see games go down because of the fact that I love all the different things we see. There's so many different games and ideas coming up and everything. So many different, I just, and also like it feeds on itself with even nostalgia happens. Like, yeah, Shovel Knight is just such a nostalgia thing, but it's its own thing. It's so good. And then also actually seeing nostalgia, Mutant League Football showed up <laughs> in October, and it's such an arcadey fun game. It's like a mix of Blitz and Old Mutant League. It's just, it's just fun. I really enjoy it. And I just like seeing nostalgia once in a while. That's one of them. Wolfenstein 2 has Wolfenstein inside of it, <laughs> not the original. Yeah, it has the original inside of it. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Like, you can just... Because it's, like, how many KBs or how many MBs is the original game? Right? Enough to fit on a couple of diskettes from whatever yeah. I remember. So, uh, when I saw that in, I'm like, oh my god, I'm playing the original Wolfenstein. This is so yeah. cool. And... Because, like, I, I remember playing the original Wolfenstein when I was a kid and playing Doom 2 when I was a kid. And so it's so cool seeing those things inside other games. <laughs> but um, what was I even saying a minute ago? Oh, there's just so many great games, but there's also nostalgia and things coming back. Like Doom! 2016 Doom was such a good game. It was such a great return to form kind of game. Mm-hmm. Really liked it. I'm excited to see how it's received on Switch. I'm very interested in seeing how that goes. Because I like people like, what? Doom on Nintendo, what? Yeah. Does anyone remember Doom 64? Hello? But yeah. how about Conker's Bad Fur Day? Like, Nintendo isn't 
pure Disney, like, there are some things that are not super wholesome about Nintendo. Bayonetta. Um, oh yeah, Bayonetta. And I haven't played two, I've played one. I need to play two. But Bayonetta is an interesting game. Uh, there's just, there's just so many games. There's so many games and so many interpretations and so many ideas going on. And it's just awesome. It's just great. And so that's why I love gaming and I hope it just keeps going. Like freaking Cuphead. Who saw that coming, right? Mm-hmm. Cuphead is just such a cool idea. Um, I'm gushing about gaming. Don't need to. We all know games <laughs> are awesome. Uh, so that's enough about games. So here's what's going to happen. Because we want to talk about this a little bit. And those of you who are just interested in the gaming stuff, that's it. I want to, We want to talk a little bit because you have a different perspective. I'm very interested in with the shootings and with uh, all the sexual allegations. I'd like you know, to talk about that a little bit. Okay. It just keeps coming up because you brought it up in the first place. I'm bringing it up now. Yeah. I figure at the end we can talk about it. So anyone who's not interested in that, thank you for coming by. This is Kylax. He's awesome. Uh, big fan of Green Lantern. Oh, before we cut out, Justice League movie's coming. There's no Green Lantern in it. Not. And so, like, uh, are you hoping it does well so Green Lantern eventually shows up? Or uh, do you think they should reboot the whole thing? He's currently slated. Hmm. It's okay. It, the, yeah, it's a Green Lantern core movie, if I remember right. Huh. It's 20, I want to say like 2020, maybe 2021. Jeez. I think it, it's on the docket anyway to have a Green Lantern movie. <clears throat> I, I'm concerned about the Justice League movie. They, they, I will say DC won me won some some goodwill back with Wonder Woman. Because mm. up until that point, it's just been failure after failure. I will say Wonder Woman was better mm. than than uh, their previous offerings. So <laughs> I'm I'm cautious. I'm still cautiously optimistic. I'm still extremely cautiously optimistic about the the Justice League movie. So we'll we'll see. I don't have my hopes set high though. I, I think just just talking about DC for a second, uh I feel like they just let's try to be really Nolan. Let's try to be yeah. Nolan without Nolan, and that's the problem. Instead of just letting directors have their own vision, they tried to be Nolan without Nolan. And it did not work. Is Zack Snyder trying to be Nolan? And that's not Zack Snyder. Also, for, I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder anyway. But um, Justice League looks like uh, they tried to make it really fun. Mm-hmm. At least from the trailers. They're trying to make it really fun. Trying to make it very Marvel. Like, the, we learned a lesson. Just copy the other guy. It's like, <laughs> uh, you don't have to be them. Just find your real voice. I, I really feel like Batman vs. Superman did not find the voice of what Batman and Superman are. I don't think it did. I don't even think Man of Steel did. No. And my problem with that is Kevin Costner is an amazing actor, but his entire Papa Clark is like, no, let me be taken by the tornado. No. Let no. me be taken. Just, just let me die. Just let I, me just wanna, I just want to, I just want to go. You have, you have like my 10 minutes mother, to save me. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. Your, your mother is driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. Whoosh. Like, I'll take the dog. You can have the dog. I forget he, what happened to the dog. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But he could have just gone and grabbed his dad, like in normal running speed, and just like they just didn't get grabbed the tornado <laughs> when he came back. Like he didn't. Yeah. It's you so didn't have weird. To use your superpowers. Like I, 
just the entire idea of how Superman is just not the best idea. Like, I don't, I really don't feel like it represented Superman correctly. No. And Batman Superman, I don't think it represented either of them correctly. It is very frustrating. Wonder Woman represented Wonder Woman pretty well, I think. Like, young Wonder Woman, because she's, like, young and naive. It's her first time out. She's kind of, like... But she's still that warrior person. She's very much a warrior, and she's like, where's your warrior? Where's your warrior pride and all that? And, like, and so I thought that was cool. Favorite thing, though, has got to be the mascara. All those chicks. Yeah. There's a bunch of just badass Amazonians. That was my favorite I part. I think just they, so cool. they stumbled on the ending. It's probably my, oh, yeah. my biggest gripe, because when she was having the final battle, not with yeah. Ares, but with the, the general guy, mm-hmm. and it was just like this great speech about how, you know, there is no there is no Ares, there is no god of war, it's just humanity, it's mm-hmm. just the way that humanity is. And I felt like that would have been a great point. There's no need to bring Ares into, into that. Yeah. I, I feel like that would have been a great end to the movie. It was just like, you know, the, there is no embodiment of evil in this universe or in this movie it's just human nature and so therefore that's why wonder woman has to continue being a hero is trying to overcome human nature Hmm. you know what i'm saying i felt like that would have been a better uh, villain or a better ending for that movie as opposed to bringing out aries i think that would have been good i I think also just if they executed aries better yeah. I, I think that would have helped too. Like, I don't think they need to have that big epic end. It could have just been a reveal Ares is still around at the end. Yeah. And he's playing a longer con. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm not going to reveal myself yet. Not yet. Right. Not yet. Especially, I I mean, especially since it was instead of World War I, that would have mm-hmm. been a perfect setup. Because yeah, World cause... War I is often, you know, the ending of World War I is often referred to as basically just the beginning of World War II. Yeah, because it's. um. The joke is, where were you for World War II? Yeah. It's like, wait, what are you talking I thought that was the war to end all wars. I just <laughs> yeah. left. Yeah. There was another war? Where were you at? <laughs> like, there was another one? You Miss, Miss Emissary for Peace? Yeah. It's like, I I'm champion love there. now. I, I, I also have an annoyance with that. I'm champion love now. I'm like, what? Wonder Woman's champion of love now? <laughs> what? Champion of love. Uh, I don't remember the actual character, but Chris Pratt was amazing in that movie. I liked every scene with him. It wasn't Chris Pratt. It was Chris. not Chris Pratt. God damn it. Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Yeah. Chris Klein. Pine. 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 Klein. Pine. God dang it. Poor Pine. Poor Captain James T. Kirk. Oh my God. Why did I say Pratt? Because of course, Marvel. But um, he was amazing in that movie. I'm sorry I said his name wrong. No. Um, uh, I, I really like because I liked him explaining it to Wonder Woman. Maybe there is no big bad. Maybe it is right. just people. Yeah, he was. He delivered well, and so like his death was good because I liked how they lingered on it. He's like, "Well, oh shit, I gotta shoot this thing." He's like, (laughs) and then he fires. The hesitation. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, it's so good." I, I thought he was done very well, and it's too bad he was a one one time character Mm -hmm. because he. I felt like he really stole the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so hopeful for Justice League. Everything with Jason Momoa looks hilarious. He's like, yeah. I dig it. He's like, uh, uh, oh, Batmobile, because you're a bet. I dig it. He's like, oh, my God. Got that you whole go, freaking girl. Metallica like, scream at the end of her. <laughs> girl. Yeah. Girl. So uh, I don't know if they reworked it to make just a fun Marvel movie in DC or what. I don't know. 
But I'm hopefully hopeful get because Jeff Jeff Loeb is getting a writing writing credit on it. Oh, which okay. means he, in order to get a writing credit, you have to contribute so much to the script. And I think it's mm-hmm. like twenty five or thirty percent to the script. Oh. So he came in later. So I'm hopeful that okay. Jeff Loeb was able to save it, <laughs> save it from Snyder. Oh dear, like even Suicide Squad, it uh. had good points and a lot of bad points. So now we will move on to talking about a little more serious matters. So thank you for coming by uh, for all the pop culture talking. And this is not pop culture. It's just what's happening in our culture. In the American culture of more shootings are happening. Uh, My dad was in Vegas when that shooting happened. (laughs) He was there. And it's like he was telling me about the chaos. And... It was just no one was allowed to leave or go inside the casinos because like, we're just in such an, a weird age now where there's rumors spreading, but not just that, but on the internet to make it worse. Where there was only the one shooter, but people thought there were shooters at the Bellagio, people thought there were shooters at uh, Caesar's Palace, they thought there were shooters everywhere. So no one was allowed in or out, it was very scary, very hectic. And then Eventually, of course, it was just the one guy at the Mandalay Bay getting all those weapons and shooting all those people. And the damning thing with that was, the argument is, if we arm everybody, they'll be able to fight back. There's no way they could have fought back in that situation. And, because, what are, even if they, even if everyone's armed, they're going to be carrying pistols. They're not going to be carrying a rifle to shoot back at a guy on the whatever fifth floor he was on. <laughs> so it's, they can't really fight back on that. So that wasn't a very good situation there? No. And... Uh, for me, it's like, of course, there's gun control to talk about there, but it's also just the failing of Mandalay Bay security, just not catching all those weapons getting in there. And I don't know, it's just an ugly thing that happened there. It's ex- Of course, it's extremely ugly. Right. But the most recent one is the one in Texas. Yep. And it was a, a church of God, of all places, <laughs> for God's sakes, yeah. uh, getting shot up. There's so many failings there, uh, because it's because if gun control did work here, which it was supposed to, then supposedly he wouldn't be able to get a gun because of the fact that it was I can't it was the Air Force or the yeah. it was the Air, Air Force, Force where they failed to report on his mental his mental issues. They failed to register him in, in some database or whatever when he got out. Yeah, so they're saying Remember they're going to do an inquiry. That. Yep. So they're going to do an inquiry and see if any other cases didn't get reported either, because, yeah, that's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing about it is uh, we'll never really know how many times uh, gun control has succeeded because, well, there's no shootings happening at those. The same thing with we don't know how successful the CIA is. We don't know how successful any government <laughs> is because you don't hear about the times when they stop a plot because they can't tell you that, obviously. And also you don't really know. You don't really know when they actually have stopped a thing. And so we have these cases where shootings do happen. And this is one that maybe was preventable. It's unfortunate. But the thought process I have is, it's in Texas. There's no way people in that church did not have weapons. Because they, right. it, they, they have to have guns on them. It's, it's Texas. And that might be a bad assumption. But at least one person should have one. But you would think, if, someone's, if people are getting shot at, their first ex- instinct is to... Is to hide. It's not to whip out their gun and shoot at what's shooting at them. Hmm. Would you say? Uh, um, I mean, you're going to get a split. Mm-hmm. You're 
I mean, because you, know, you always got the fight or flight instinct. So True. Some, some people want to fight. Some people want to run away. So this and is the adrenaline rush and that's so true. I, th- I think you get a mixed bag. Um, so I think you would get a, I don't know. I mean, everybody might get an over response, I guess. But because, uh, but for you, like you have training for for being able to do something what has to do with guns and stuff like that, and it would be like if you were in that situation, what would it be that you'd be doing? If I uh, if I were <laughs> trapped in a in a shooting situation, mm-hmm. um, it depends, I guess, on who's with me and, and where I'm at. Uh, I'd like to think, uh, or I'm. Definitely be shocked at the at the initial setting uh, at the onslaught because I mean gunshots are are jarring. Um, you kind of then you feel that you feel that adrenaline rush and you just kind of look around and try to assess your situation. You kind of one of the first things you want to do is <clears throat> probably seek some cover uh, if you, if you can, and then help other people kind of calmly, calm yourself down and, and examine the situation. If, if, if at all possible, uh, don't overreact and don't, um, don't panic, uh, realistically, because that's not, that's not going to solve anything for you. It's not going to help you out in any way. You're just going to make poor decisions, uh, you know, where people are getting trampled and so forth. And that's, that's kind of the response that you see when people panic as Hmm. opposed to, you know, um, dropping down to the floor and then just kind of gathering yourself and gathering your situation. Uh, they they kind of teach it in schools nowadays. You want to barricade. If there's an active shooter, you want to barricade yourself in the door and, uh, you know, tell people to get down. Uh, I don't. I don't walk around armed, so I wouldn't actively fight back, but uh, I would like to think that I would be able to help other people get to safety in some way shape or form or at least provide some sort of assistance to first responders point them in the right direction or like hey i heard i saw a guy over there i heard shots over here uh that that kind of thing but uh Hmm. that would be my recommendation is just at at the onslaught take cover and then uh take a couple of seconds it's gonna seem gonna be hard to fight against that instinct but you know just take a couple of breaths analyze your situation and kind of decide on what the best route is instead of making an animalistic adrenaline fueled uh, panic decision so i feel like that's gonna serve people better or at least that would serve me better because my 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 whole thoughts is you're getting caught off guard it's not going to go very well Right. Even if even if everyone in that church is armed, they're getting caught off guard. They don't know what's going on. They don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to go very well. Because the person who did fight back was an outsider. It was a neighbor who came over shooting at uh, the, the the shooter. It mm-hmm. wasn't someone from inside the church. It was like, yeah, they reacted and they did it. And then another guy drove over seeing the situation and they drove together to chase the guy down. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the argument of if you arm more people, they can stop it. It's well, thanks to these guys. If the guy was going to keep shooting people, they prevented that, so they're right. able to prevent it from getting bigger. Right. But that doesn't stop the source of the problem, like, it just prevents these things from getting worse, is how I feel. 
And it's like, well, what do you do to stop it? Like, there could be better gun control, but it's not the only thing. There's also, of course, mental health to discuss and all that. Mm. And my frustration is uh, the right has been cutting mental health funding. Mm-hmm. Like, I, was, I don't know if it was the same day as the shooting or a couple days before, but Trump just cut more funding for mental health. And he's like, and then he tweets, we gotta do something about mental health. Well, then stop cutting the funding. <laughs> okay, it's but- like, it's, if you want to use this as the excuse, then fund that excuse then. Right. I, I, it's, it's a difficult question to answer. It's a difficult problem, problem to answer. What's I find most frustrating is that there are a lot of solutions. I don't know what the solution is, but mm. doing, doing nothing is not a solution. Yeah. That's the, that's the point I'm at right now. It's like doing nothing is not a solution. I don't know what the answer is. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. fund mental health or or maybe enforce current regulations or look at forming a new regulation. I don't know what the right answer is, but you know, it, it, it's got to be better than doing nothing. Uh, let's let's do something mm-hmm. about. It. I don't know what that something is, but something. We need yeah. to do something about it. I just don't know yeah. what that something is. Yeah, things won't change. We don't actually change course a little bit, even just a little bit. Right. That's the frustration. I think that's the frustration that's been happening for years is we're doing nothing. Right. We keep saying things, but we haven't done anything. Like, there's people who are really mad about thoughts and prayers these days. Mm -hmm. It keeps being said. Like, thoughts and prayers didn't save those people. And it's like, it's not exactly what... It depends on why you're using it, I think. If you actually care, then yeah, thoughts and prayers. But... When it comes to the people who actually have power, I don't think they can only say thoughts and prayers. Like they should actually be trying to see True. what they can do about it. Yeah, I think that's uh, the most frustrating thing, and it's kind of trickling down to people that don't have. Like I can mm-hmm. see it from from somebody who's like, I don't have any money to give them. I you know I don't live in the area. I don't have any items to give them or or whatever. I can't donate or do do whatever but at least i can send out positive if that's the least that you can do then then yeah. great but if you can do more then maybe you should do more like like you're saying from, from people in power thoughts and prayers no I, I it's time time to do something more than just thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers in that aspect yes pay tribute or or mourn the the act and so forth but then you know actually do something with your yeah. position or your power. Because you can argue that the little people do have a, a power, and that is the power to vote and to make calls. And they can still do that, but they can also still do thoughts and prayers. But you can only vote, like, once or twice a year. Like, they, they have to hold on to that feeling for whatever time right. to get whatever legislation, whatever legis- legislators they want for what they want. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's biding their time for that. While the people who are already in power... They can make, they can hopefully do something. Right. It's I don't know. Fr- politics gets very frustrating because it's politics. Yeah. Um, like global warming shouldn't have been a political thing in any way, which it was amazing when Trump had to stand there where the guy's like, "Yeah, we're we're at the problem." <laughs> Trump had to stand. He's like, "Uh, I've been saying we're not, but like global warming's nothing for tip for a whole year." <laughs> it was, yeah. But it's like it shouldn't have been a political thing because. No. Uh, we're getting more divided, and it feels like we're just playing into the hands of people who want us divided. Very yep. They, they want us divided, and we're just letting that happen. And the willfully wanting to happen. 
And so leading into, of course, sexual allegations, the big mm. one to talk about for pol politics is Roy Moore, mm. where there are people who are saying, even if he is a pedophile, I'd rather have him. Like, what? what? I'd rather have a pedophile than a Democrat. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, I, saw that. I was like, you can't, you can't. And we can't, we can't be that divided. But if we are, holy crap. Yeah. Um, the problem is, when has the news really been accountable, I guess? Like, you got CNN, you got Fox, you've got MSNBC, you've got anything in between. Mm -hmm. And they can say whatever they want. And you have to trust that they're, they're doing it in your best interest. But it's in their best interest, not yours. Yeah. And they're pushing their agendas. And that's what's frustrating. But the problem is, is when has that not been the case, I suppose? Because yellow generalism is a word that has existed for many decades. Um, it's always been a thing. The, the dudes who control newspapers have always known they have a lot of power. Right. And they've used it to their to their advantage. And so it's always been that way, kind of. Mm -hmm. You have the independents who actually do actual good. But news has always been an agenda being pushed in some way. And news has created the problem, for sure. But it's always so ridiculous and damning when you see all the other channels are talking about this issue... And then Fox News is not talking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, it's like, Roy Moore, Roy Moore, Roy Moore. Why didn't Hillary say anything about Roy Moore? Yeah, yeah. What? When did uh, Hillary know about Roy Moore? Yeah. I, it's, it's it's weird. Uh, like, I hate Sean Hannity because he's such a hypocrite. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of Fox News. Can't say why. I Well, <laughs> I watched a lot of CNN, Fox News, and I tried to watch them all. I tried to mm. watch them all because I... Like, I'm a kid, I'm like, I, I want to think I'm informed, so I watched all the channels. And I was a big fan of Bill O'Reilly, because he's like, no spin zone, and all that stuff, right. and he's all very serious and all that. And But growing up, you realize he's just, he's pushing his side's agenda, and he's, and same thing for Sean Hannity, and they're just ignoring. They're acting like they're, they're, they're actually being truthful, they're acting like they're being for a thing, but they're actually, they're not, they're pushing their agenda. And MSNBC does it as well, and CNN does it as well, and it's, it became frustrating. It became... Disillusioning, D disillusioning to realize that they're pushing agendas and they're not actually trying to give you the news. And I really hate Sean Handy because he's such a, a hypocrite. Because when yeah, when it was Obama, he went right. over Obama's beige suit and he went over what mustard he's putting on this goddamn right. hot dog. And and we see so many faux pas out of Trump and he's not doing the same scrutiny. Ketchup on steak. Yeah, and it's like Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um I do it. But I, I've seen you tweet angrily, not angrily, but uh, like no to that. But I do it. <laughs> if I don't have a one, I'll do stay. I'll do I'll do ketchup. If I don't have a one, well, it's it's not only the ketchup, but also that I think he cooks his steaks well done, which is like uh, uh, you want to eat just you want to eat like dry dry meat. Yeah, yeah. You wanna you're, eat, eat. you're eating leather. You're eating leather. You you obviously don't know don't want <laughs> want to have a good steak therefore a good steak really doesn't need dress I mean not dressing uh, condiments right no like I, I, don't I know. agree totally I think like halfway through it does because at that point you've you're you've kind of gotten acclimated to the taste so you're just changing up <laughs> a little bit um but yeah a good steak doesn't need anything and I feel like until later because then you've already gotten through half of it it's like. But I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about that. So going back to the divisiveness uh, and the yeah. Fox News and the CNN and the MSNBC and the and the media, 
I think it's just it's just reached the point where it's just untenable or it's unsustainable or it's just too hard for all these media outlets to be neutral like mm-hmm. they're it's not profitable anymore uh they realize oh hey i think they realize that fear is not working as much anymore so therefore they have to kind of go for this uh divisiveness uh push button us versus them mentality that i mean that's the way politics the democrats and republicans mm-hmm. have kind of been for Ever in a day, they find these big button op, uh, topics and uh, problems like abortion or gun control or so forth. And then be like, oh, well, I'll be on this side and then you be on this side because it looks like we're about 51 to 49 percent or, you know, just about evenly split. Um, mm-hmm. So I, th- I think those news outlets, it's just it's not sustainable anymore for them to be neutral. My frustration is. From the beginning of this country, of our country, it has always been, there's always been us versus them. There has always been. But there has always been room for compromise. Mm-hmm. We're founded on compromise. And it's just, just centuries of compromise. Like, there's always been uh, a hard push from one side to the other, and they're kind of screwing over the other side. But there's always also been compromises along the way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, freaking Jane, uh, uh, General Kelly. Uh, one I saw him talk about civil wars, like the lack of compromise is how we got here. It's like n- n- no, <laughs> do you remember those things that were literally called compromise, sir? The Missouri Compromise, the, the Compromise of eighteen like, whatever. 18 there were literal compromises, like the entire yeah. like huge compromise. We had a lot of compromises because they were trying to keep the union together long before Lincoln. They were trying to keep it together because it was this divide between people who wanted slavery, people who did not want slavery. Mm-hmm. And the plan behind Lincoln was, uh, we're going to lock it off. There's no more states that are going to have slavery. The West is going to be non-slave, and slavery will hopefully die a slow death. That has always been what he was going for. <clears throat> and then when it broke apart, it's like, okay, we're we're taking them out now. Okay, we're we're taking <laughs> them back. We're forcing yeah. them back. And eventually, let's have the moral high ground and let's uh, get rid of slavery, because that's what it was. It was a calculated move to just be more moral high ground and to get more recruits. Mm-hmm. Is if we're fighting slavery, that gets more people invested in this. And so, what do you mean no compromise? But then, of course, the what's the word? Uh, after the Civil War, all that rebuilding the South. My God. But we've always had compromise along the way. Like we can also say, like Lyndon B. Johnson, he was doing compromises for civil rights and all that. Like it was, JFK wanted to do some civil rights stuff, but LBJ is like, no, you can't do those. We're not at, we're not there yet. We're getting there, but we're not there yet. And then when it was LBJ in power, he was like, we can make these little things. And then he made the bigger pushes as well. Hmm. And that's that's always how it's been. We ease into things, but like the last, because of how old I am, I feel like it's I don't remember the the Clinton era, but for like the Bush era, it felt very divisive. But then when Obama came around, the uh, Republicans straight up said, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure nothing happens. Like, he doesn't do anything. I remember them saying that. Mm. And it feels like... Uh, and near the end of Obama administration was... Um, uh, for the for the justice, for, for judicial, to fill that spot in the branch, they're like, no, we're not going to do a thing because they would have done... They'd do the same. It's like, that is so childish. Right. That is that is what a third grader says. That is not what yep. an adult says. 
make a compromise and actually make this happen. Right. But they got what they wanted anyway. They it didn't happen, and then they got what they wanted uh, after Trump got elected. And it's frustrating because it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be grade school. It's politics, and yet it has become that. It's very weird. I feel like politics has become grade school. Well, well, the other side would be like this, so we're not going to do that. Like, <laughs> like they're justifying their actions by saying the other side would do it on the same in the same place instead of being the bigger person. I feel like that's where we are. You guys are being petty. Grow up. Bringing it back. So all that divide is why someone would rather have Roy Moore than a Democrat. And it's just, you gotta be kidding. That's ridiculous. And of course, all the celebrities and all that. And it's like, there's a difference between the two sides of this. You got all these celebrities having sexual assault charges. Uh, sex, just any sexual allegations. Because there's assault and there's harassment and such and such. There's also politicians with the same thing. Right. But you're seeing it more on the right besides Anthony Weiner. You're seeing it more on the right as being politicians, while on the left it's more yep. celebrities. One of these has has more control over the government than the other. True. Oh, I'm wondering when it's going to swing from... I think it's going to only a matter of time before it swings from celebrities to the government. Mm-hmm. I think people are out, outraged by all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe it won't have as much impact on politics, because... Maybe we just don't hold them to such a high degree of moral standard anymore. We we assume they're all snakes at this point, don't we? Yeah. And that is the most amazing problem. uh, Because we need them to be better. Because it's... Politics are way more important than any... Well, we love movies. We love TV shows. We love all that. That stuff can do so much emotional stuff. But our way of life is affected by politics. Yeah. And... Uh, it's kind of important to have the politicians be at a higher to be placed at a higher standard for crap's sakes. It it's a misery party. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Um, the newest one though, because we're nerds. George Decay getting uh, George Decay. Uh, accused. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh uh, no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Like right now, it's I hope it's not true. Like I think that's how Louis C.K. people were a couple days ago. I hope it's not true. Yeah, but uh, I hope it's not true. Like the, it's it's the whole. But the problem is, it's always though we say it's innocent until proven guilty. In public opinion, you're guilty until you're proven innocent, and even then, you're guilty anyway. Well, right uh, now it is. I think that's the way it is mm-hmm. now. But yeah. you go back a couple of years, and it was the, uh, um. Was that like some big streamer or whatever was accused of sexually assaulting somebody, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's not possible. That didn't happen." Blah 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 blah. Ooh. She's just making it up. And Eesh. yeah, that uh, also that also happens a lot. Still now, still now, like still does. I, but it, I feel like both are happening. Actually, I'm wrong in saying it. I said it incorrectly. I feel like the the uh, in the public perception now that uh, sexual assault and sexual harassment are big deals now. At the at the moment, they're very hot. Hot yeah. topics, if you will. I think okay, the way it happens, the accuser always gets crap. The the accuser always gets crap. The accused doesn't get as much. I think now it's getting more even, where both are happening, because there are fake accusers. That's the problem. Yep. And I I think it's a hunt for normalcy. The belief that they're be that they're not a true accuser because you don't want to believe all these horrible things. Mm-hmm. So you want to believe this person is lying. I think that's part of it. Which is horrible for anyone who really is a victim. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you got the Louis C.K. victims, you have all the Bill Cosby victims, you have, now with the George C.K., the Kevin Spacey victims. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein victims. Harvey Weinstein, dear God. Um, <laughs> it, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? right. Uh, it, if it's only this one guy for George C.K., then it gives me some doubt. But if there's multiples, then holy crap, then I can't really, I can't really uh, tr- want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because, I don't know, it's it's celebrities, and we look up to some of these, well, not these specific celebrities, but maybe someone looked up to them. Right. George C.K. has been an advocate for a long time. A lot of people look up to him. Hmm. Louis C.K., a lot of people see him as this great comedian, so there's probably comedians who look up to him. No one looks up to Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey, people looked up to him for sure. He's such an amazing improv- improvisational actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably look up to him as an actor. Not as a person, but as an actor, for sure. Um, so it does suck to see these people you believe in uh, being accused of these things and then finding out they're true, even more so. Yeah. Like, Louis C.K., though, was like an open secret in a way. Like, people knew. Right. They, they talked about it all the time. Weinstein apparently was one, but of course, being just a layman, I don't know anything about that. But of course, I'm just hoping about the, the, the C.K. one it's not, because that's a pretty bad one if he's being a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And it's just, how about we just be decent human beings? Like, my standpoint at this point is, because we, because Paul Ryan said in a couple of these, was like, as a father of daughters, as a son, as a this, is like, as, as this male thing that has these female things attached to it, I am appalled. And it's like, you don't have to be a father. You don't have to be a brother. You don't have to be all these things. You can just be like, yeah, it's horrible. You shouldn't be human treating being. women like that. <laughs> being a human being and having some sympathy and or empathy for your fellow human yeah, you can just be that just be a dang human being and have empathy for crap's sakes yeah don't don't whip your dick out like I can brag all the women have seen my dick wanted to so there you go like you can <laughs> brag that like they wanted to see it guys <laughs> <laughs> stamp of approval right <laughs> I was like I'm not every woman I'm who's just... <laughs> seen my dick has wanted to see my dick <laughs> like I'm not freaking just harassing people or <laughs> like I want to believe that I'm just a good human being even with power I won't be a horrible human being I don't think power corrupts I think a lot of people just are kind of shitty but we can have good people because we have lots and lots of people who don't actually do that crap after all but we don't yeah. think about that either because uh, well the problem is you just see it but you just see those people yeah now, nowadays i think that's uh i don't think we've had more sexual assault i just think we've had more, more exposure reviews. of sexual assault yeah. like I, I i know sexual assault went on in the past i know sexual assault is going on now uh in the future it's just you just see it now yeah, it's kind of being dragged, dragged out or exposed. So, because it was uh, Alfred Hitchcock that he was, he did the same thing. He used his power, he used his position of power to get on women. Hmm. And when they fought back, he ruined their careers. It's a very right. unfortunate thing. Like even Hitchcock, this guy who saw respect and everything, he was also a bastard. So it sucks. Oh, um, heard that before. And so, like it was the, the chick from Birds or one of his other movies. He was like, all right, sleep with me. She's like, no. He's like, okay, I'm going to ruin your career. Right. And it's like, well, damn. Yeah. 
And so okay. that's the thing. And that's because Hollywood is, well, any situation makes or breaks an act. And so you get why that was an open secret for people with Weinstein. Because he was a, he was a kingmaker. And right. so they were like that. And it's so horrible. And it's like people saying, hey, we all knew, everyone knew. Well, why didn't you do anything about it? Because uh, right. uh, he was so powerful. And it's like, well, take that. I mean, take, well, then, well, take then Hitler, stop. take Kim Jong-un, or you know, take okay. all those dictators and stuff. It's kind of the same, not the same, but it's kind of similar situation. They just have so much power and so many people are afraid of what they're going to do yeah. or I, what would happen to them if they if they took a stand against them. So I think it's the, kind of the same way. The biggest example that people don't think about is Stalin. Mm-hmm. He literally erased you from history. Like, holy right. crap. Like, you got erased. You got photoshopped out of history. That is, that is <laughs> scary. Like, holy crap. And better, better get, better, and this already, Jinx is going to murder us. Oh my god. Going so long. <laughs> but, um, well, one why don't horrible you just thing. have her cut it up into two segments then? <laughs> do like the video gaming segment, and then you could do like the political. It might be at this point. Um, but like, just to make it more horrible, really quick with Russia. Um, this might have been after Stalin. I don't remember the, the time of the. It had to be after Stalin. The time of the space race. Um, yeah, when they that. were sending out cosmonauts, mm-hmm. uh, there was that couple. They sent out. A man and a woman, they got sent out, and their rocket got lost. And it's them calling out for help with distress signals. And the last thing the woman says is, no one will remember us. Because they got erased from history. Because any failures don't exist, so they didn't fail ever. No, I never heard that. So There's your proof right there. They just got erased. Mm -hmm. To Russia's credit, they did get the first female cosmonaut. Uh, They beat America by a year. The space, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. Okay. We've gone long enough. Uh. Good talk. Good talk. Um. Where can everyone find you these days, Cox? Oh, the same places. Uh, Twitter.com/slash/thekylax. I'm on uh, YouTube at thekylax, and then yep. Email kylax at hotmail. Somebody email me. Nobody. Nobody emails anymore. So. Yeah. So. Really, Tweet everyone me. DMs, yeah. Tweet at me seems to be the best best way to get a hold of me. So this has been basically a podcast, a very long podcast, but we've been gone for five weeks. So, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, Gotta bring it back with a bang, man. <laughs> Come back at full force. And it's it's really just talking about what's going on. and Well, it's ma- majority gaming, majority gaming, but it is basically a podcast, so we can talk about other things as well. But majority gaming, some pop culture, and I guess if the rest of the world creeps in, in this case it was a little bit of... We're having too many shootings lately, so that's why that's there. And we're having a lot of sexual allegations lately, so that's there as well. Um, But yeah, I had fun talking about it from watching and listening. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun, thanks for coming by, and see you next time. <laughs>